Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is the Weekly Pint. It's the show where we hang out and have a beer together to start off our week. Every Monday night we get together live. Uh, you can also listen to it afterwards uh, or watch it afterwards on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but you can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. Um, although uh, I forgot to post last week's show until like this morning. So there's that. Sometimes it just doesn't really work out the way it's supposed to. <clears throat> but would you expect any different from something that I do? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't, uh, but it is a happy hour. It's an excuse to kind of sit down and yes, talk about the latest kind of uh, craft beer news or local beer news or uh, whatever is happening in our lives. Uh, but most importantly, to sit down and have a drink together. So uh, as you jump on the chat, which I will pull up on the screen here in just a second, uh, tell us what you're drinking. Um, the chat is the probably uh, probably the most fun way to interact with the show because uh, everybody can kind of talk together and it appears right on the screen right in front of me and we can use that to talk uh, however you can also call into the show we have the drunk line that's five six seven seventy drink five six seven seven zero three seven four six five i guess you could text that too if you don't want your voice on here but you uh want to say something but don't want to do it in the chat i don't know i don't know why you would do that but you could um and i would I, if I see it out of the corner of my eye, I, I could put it on that way. I guess I could put the volume up a little bit so I could hear it when it comes in. I think it makes a noise. I don't know. <coughs> I don't actually know. Um, but uh, you can just jump on the chat, which is right here for you. Um, and let's see what everybody is drinking. Let's see. Justin wants to know what a star is. Um, I think on uh, Facebook somehow you can like send stars which cost money and then in theory at some point i gather enough stars that i can like take that money <laughs> and and use it towards producing things um, oh. sorry there's like a there's a, a cord that is like millimeters away from just falling right in front of the uh, the camera lens uh let's see uh, Julia is drinking a braxton opera cream stout josh is drinking a tropical psychopathy Marco is drinking a regular psychopathy. Uh, Elijah is having Hammerhorn smoked Doppelbach from Odd smoked Doppelbach from Odd Story out of Chattanooga. Uh, his buddy brought back a 32 ounce growler of it. And <laughs> Julia says it's apparently Negroni week, according to Ryan Reynolds. It is uh, for anybody who is a uh, Negroni fan, which I am. I'm not drinking a Negroni tonight, though. Um, I have something sitting in front of me that uh, um, is delicious. Justin is back to his old faithful high life. Uh, let's see. Eric is uh, having a Lagunitas Maximus. Marco wants to know if I'm okay. A coffee up. Uh, yeah, I just I, I cough a lot. <laughs> uh, laughs and drafts. Yes. Got the Zane Lamprey shirt. Justin says I don't have any money. That's okay. The show is free. You don't have to send any money. It just works. Caroline is drinking water tonight while trying to get the the girl child to bed. Um, I left halfway through story time with my youngest, so hopefully he is asleep. Um, I need to set up some kind of camera system down here so I can make sure everything is going according to plan upstairs. Um, not that I would change anything. I'm not stopping the show now at this point to go put him to bed. If he's deciding he's not going to go to bed, then um, more power to him, I guess. 
I'm going to crack open a beer because uh, we got some things to talk about. Uh, I kind of kind of last minute uh, right before the show uh, topics changed. I've been kind of poking around all day trying to uh, confirm the, the story. Uh, we won't get ahead of ourselves yet. I'm going to open a beer, which is also the same beer that one of you guys is drinking. Uh, we're going to go Braxton Opera Cream. Um, I have had this. Uh, I drank a few of them um, a couple weeks ago. Made a video about it, uh, talking about it. And uh, I'm going to drink it again because it is fantastic. <laughs> Elijah says, I'll be dropping out to watch Ted Lasso with my wife here in a little bit. That is fine. <laughs> Um, let's see. David is having Autumn Zephyr from Branch and Bone. Oh man, I love Branch and Bone. Um, Justin says that he is curious about the opera cream. It is really, really good. I mean, obviously it's hard to, hard to actually compare it to the original version. I can definitely compare it to platform. I have a very good memory of uh, what that was like. And this blows it out of the water. Um, however, my memories from what 20, 2015, I guess twenty sixteen also. Um, it's hard to remember exactly what a beer tasted like. I remember the memory of it, and I remember the feeling that it gave me, and the experience of it. Uh, and this matches all of that for me. It's uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a stout. It is dark. Uh, when you get some light on it, you can see that there is some brown in the uh, the beer, but it is definitely, um, it is definitely just about as black as you can get. Big, thick, tan head on it. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous to look at. But the the aroma to me, oh, so this reminds me, and it's not the same, but it reminds me very much of the original, like the very first batch of the first uh, graders. Uh, Braxton Grater's collaboration beer, the uh, black raspberry chip, because the, the the milk stout part of that beer was so pronounced and so beautifully done. And then the uh, the, the black raspberry and the chocolate kind of comes in at the end. And it's, it's more of a uh, uh, kind of a, a an addition to the beer <laughs> versus the whole thing, which so many beers now are just uh, over the top with whatever that adjunct is. This reminds me of that is that it is uh, there's a lot of balance to it and there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of beauty to it, which um, not enough beers have these days. I'm going to dive in here and I'll, I'll uh, pick it apart. Uh, first off, you definitely get uh, you get you get chocolate and you get some coffee, but I get mostly chocolate chocolate when I uh, when I smell it. It's like a bitter kind of. Uh, dark chocolate aroma. Oh, so good. Smooth, sweet, uh, definitely milk stout sweetness. But there's this really great kind of roastiness that comes in in the background to kind of hold all that uh, at bay a little bit. And then the coffee is just there just enough um, to remind you that it's in there. But chocolate, that, that almost cakey sweetness, it's not cake. It is just it's a it's a great beer. Let me let me get in here again actually. Mm. My god, it is so good. I'll just put that right here in front of me so you can stare at it the whole time. 
Um, yeah, if you guys have not gotten out and uh, snagged some of this around town, do it. They're doing a big uh, tapping event uh, in the Braxton Taproom, I believe. I believe this weekend. Probably Saturday. Um, get out there and do that. <clears throat> I, they, pretty sure it's on Saturday. Um, Friday, for anybody who doesn't know, you should be coming down to Darkness because we are tapping this year's Big Sis. Uh, I keep trying to get a blog post written about it and just cannot find the time to sit down and really kind of put my thoughts. Uh, Big Sis is always hard to kind of uh, put into words what it means to me, but um, oh, I'll have that done. I'm going to try to get it done partially tonight so I can have it up tomorrow. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. Uh, here we go. 9.30. Uh, what day is that? Is that Saturday? <clears throat> no, it's uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. <clears throat> 9.30, Braxton Covington, uh, Opera Fest featuring Bon Bonnery Opera Cream Stout variant release. 11 a.m., three variants will be available. Also be a cake tasting station. Uh, they're speaking my language. And a performance by opera former uh, Grace Graham, followed by live music from 7 to 11 p.m. Uh, the uh, the variants, if I remember right, one of them was some kind of raspberry, which I I think is probably going to remind me a lot of that uh, that Grater's beer. Um, but I think the important thing too to remember about a beer like this is that it's not it's not supposed to be exactly like the cake. It is still a beer it's supposed to be a beer and this still has just enough of that that beer character to uh um i'm not going to call it perfect but it is it is pretty close this is probably my favorite packaged beer that braxton has done in a very long time in a very long time i it's hard to say if it'll be i have to really kind of look at a list to, to say for sure but a very long time we'll say that um Marco says, I'll be there. I'm assuming you mean Big Sis. Uh, I would not recommend um, someone who uh, cannot drink beers with lactose in them to go to Opera Fest. <laughs> just just a guess. <laughs> it's probably not not your speed. <laughs> um, Justin says, I wish I could come. I'll be at the Whispering Beard uh, helping my beautiful partner play with garbage. Yeah, that's that is also happening the, this weekend. Um, that's okay though. We, uh, we will forgive you for missing it. Um, I'm so excited. I still have not tried the beer. I haven't tried this year's version. I keep meaning to swing by and, uh, steal some out of a, um, a tank or a keg and, uh, and try it, but haven't had a chance because as you know, life, <laughs> life just always seems to, uh, um, stop me from doing things like that. Uh, Let's just roll into it. Big news today, uh, as I started talking about before, uh, I've been trying. I was trying to get this confirmed. All, a big chunk of the day today, um, a lot of a lot of emails and messages, and um, couldn't get anything. And then, right as we were in the middle of uh, cheerleading practice tonight, which is a whole thing within itself. Uh, the, the post was posted on their social media. We should talk about that before we jump into the news. Um, this is, I mean, it's it's fine, but it was a little ridiculous. They uh, This coming weekend, uh, there's parents' night at the uh, the, fo the football game with the, the cheerleaders, and um, which is great. Uh, I always appreciate it when somebody kind of uh, gives the parents, uh, you know, a hand and, and, and you know, uh, show some support to, to 
the chaos that they bring to our lives. <laughs> um, but they shot us a message um, late last week, and they said, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, when you drop your kid off on Monday for practice, uh, we, we would like you guys to stay. We want to teach you some cheers, too, because we want you guys to cheer with your kids next week during the football game. Um, okay, that's fine. They didn't mention that it would be like 4,000 cheers that we're suddenly supposed to learn this week, uh, in addition to making us do like jumping jacks and all kinds of stuff like that. I didn't know I was going to have to work. I don't really want to work. It's not, uh, I take my kids to cheerleading so that I can have a break. Like they can do something and I can not do something. That's, uh, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, Marcus says need to go to that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> Justin says, show us the cheers. I can't cause I don't remember them. I have to study this week. Uh, I'm going to have to have uh, my kid show me them all again so that I can learn them. Um, I'm also gonna have to spend the entire week just stretching so that I don't hurt myself. Um, because you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta show up all the other parents, right? I gotta make sure my, my cheer kick and all of my things are, uh, are better than everybody else's. Cause if you're not better than everybody else, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and, uh, jump into the, uh, uh, the big news of, the the day i guess it's big news uh you guys will have to tell me how you feel about it um molar brew barn so um justin says i'll help you i'm a theater major <laughs> um i have i have no doubt that you could do a great cheer kick <laughs> julia says didn't they just have their one year anniversary yes so this weekend in fact was their one year anniversary party um, and then today they decided that they are shutting down the tap room. The actual, um, the wording that they posted, uh, is this, it says, as you can see on the screen, can't see me anymore. I'm over here. Uh, it says we have made the difficult decision to shut down our Monroe tap room. I don't know why I call it Monroe, uh, shut down our Monroe tap room effective immediately. Unfortunately, our sales revenue was not adequate to maintain operations. While our time here was short, it was an adventurous ride. Share with our staff and guests. Please visit your local tap room and brewery. You can find Muller Brew Barn and Maria Stein on Troy's Main Street in Dayton's Water Street District. Cheers. Um, I definitely have a few thoughts about this. Number, number one. You just had, I, I, I get it, that if if you if you tell your staff uh, ahead of your anniversary party that uh, you're going to be closing, uh, there are some people that will either half-ass it or just not show up for work, and that creates a lot of other issues. I get that. It's still kind of a jerk move, though, to tell your staff, which from, from what I'm understanding, they told everybody uh, very last minute, um right after you threw this big anniversary party. It's just seems, seems a little off to me. Uh, they have, obviously there's still people out there with gift cards and I'm sure they'll just send them, uh, you know, elsewhere in Ohio and that's fine. Um, there are people that have reservations for parties this week. Uh, I saw somebody on the post that commented that they have um, a 50th reunion or something or anniversary 50th reunion, I believe. Uh, scheduled on Friday, and nobody had still called them after they posted this thing. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel good. 
Uh, Eric says we had just gotten there for the first time. Yeah, let me let me say this. Okay, so I um, I am always a little bit more critical of uh, the invasive species uh, than I am kind of natural born uh, Cincinnati breweries. Uh, that doesn't mean. Uh, let's see. Oh, they called it Morrow this weekend. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm a little bit harder on the invasive species than I am other Cincinnati breweries. With that being said, Moeller had bigger kind of issues that they needed to sort out if, if this brewery was ever going to be successful. Um, uh, number one, the beer just has to be a little bit better. If you're going to come into a city like Cincinnati, we are already kind of uh, very, very stubborn almost about our beer. Uh, we, 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 it's hard to kind of find a, uh, a spot to kind of wiggle into this beer scene. Uh, so you have to have incredible beer and, uh, and, and give us that in the right way. Uh, you could have um, a lot of tap rooms from a lot of really great breweries that could just show up and not succeed, um, not based on beer at all, just because of, of our, our Cincinnati thing that we, we, we have. Um, so the, the beer just needed to be better. Um, not that the beer is bad, uh, but the beer is just kind of middle of the road um, craft beer. That's just not gonna fly in Cincy. Um, on top of that, uh, the food was just okay. Uh, again, nothing, nothing terrible. Um, it was, uh, um, it was, it was, it was fine. Um, however, you gotta step it up a little bit if you want people to drive to Monroe to uh, hang out and have beer and eat. Uh, except for the people that live around there, you gotta, you gotta kick things up a couple notches. You have to give us a reason to come there. Um, the biggest one that uh, I struggled with there, uh, the beer is probably the biggest, but the, uh, we'll say the second biggest, uh, is just the experience. The place uh, had no soul to it. Um, I think I even kind of mentioned this. I talked to uh, um, uh, to Muller Brew Barn when they kind of when they made the announcement that they were going to be coming to uh, Monroe. Uh, that you can't just when you're taking over um, a tap room, any tap room. Uh, but especially one that is that is Rivertown. Um, I, I'm, Justin says he has a vendetta against Monroe. Um, uh, you have to you have to do something to give a space like that um, your personality and to give it some kind of um, distinguishing thing. And they just never. They never did that. They, they tried a little bit. They added a couple little things. They brought in some stuff uh, from Americana, Swordsville Lake, and, and that was neat. Uh, some signs and the, the chairlift and stuff. That was, that was neat. But um, other than that, it just felt like it was still Rivertown with a little bit of different colored paint and some things around on the walls. It just, it just didn't feel uh, right. It never felt um, like it had the soul that... that the tap room needs if you want people to attach themselves to it. Um, so I, I, it's, it's not, I can't say that it's a surprise to me that they, um, uh, that they, 
uh, closed or closing or whatever is happening. Um, that is the um, uh, a bigger question with me. They in the in the the, the post that they put out. If you look at how it's worded, um, it just says we're going to shut down our Monroe tap room effective immediately. Um, it's important to note too that when they were opening the space, a big part of it was the production facility that they were, um, were, were, were taking over. There is a, um, I believe a 60 barrel brew house in there, um, with some, some big old tanks and a canning line. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Um, my assumption is that none of that, uh, is anything that they actually need. Justin says 50 barrel. So 50 barrel into hundred barrel tanks. I'm assuming, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, uh, Moeller never, uh, upped the, uh, um, uh, the need to, to make that much beer in addition to the production that's happening still at Maria Stein. Uh, and there's a little bit of production, I think, um, up in Dayton and Troy also. So I just think that they don't need the production facility, which is maybe a bigger, um, a bigger misstep um, than saying that it wasn't hitting the sales numbers that they needed. Um, I, th- I think, and, um, and maybe, maybe the production facility is still going to stay open. Maybe they're going to keep making beer there. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, unless just staffing is harder than, um, anything else. I, I don't know. There's still a couple questions that I guess need, need to be answered over the next, uh, coming weeks. Um, I do have, like I said, emails out to people that uh, have still not been returned. So, uh, maybe they'll answer some of my questions at some point. Uh, otherwise I'll just, I'll kind of keep poking and digging and we'll see what I can turn up. <laughs> um, but I've gotten a lot of text um, and a lot of uh, messages and comments. Uh, everybody saying that uh, it's the space. The space is cursed. <laughs> um, I do not buy that in any way, shape, or form. I think that there are plenty of breweries that could open up in that facility, in that space, uh, and do just fine. As long as they take those things, those three things that I was talking about into consideration, the beer has to be good. Uh, the, the food has to be good. The, uh, experience itself has to have something to it. It has to have some kind of soul, which is very, is difficult to do. Um, and it's a big space. It's hard to, it's hard to put that kind of money into that after you are buying already a massive production facility. Um, but there are definitely plenty of players in the game that could, uh, could do that, that, uh, have the, uh, the wiggle room maybe to, uh, to make it happen. I don't think it's anything other than, um, Rivertown, uh, was, uh, Rivertown had its, its issues well beyond, um, the building that they were in. Um, I, I think that, uh, um, I think they were, they were spiraling at that point. Um, but, um, and Mueller just, uh, Mueller flew too close to the sun. <laughs> you know, if you look at the, oh, everybody's, everybody's shouting out uh, fig leaf in March 1st. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't think that that would make sense for them right there. Um, I can't imagine that they uh, need more space at this point. <laughs> at this point in time. I could be wrong, but I, I can't imagine. Um, I, I mean, there were lots of rumors about other people that were looking at it at, uh, at one time. Um, I know for a fact that there were other uh, local people that, that looked at it at one time. But I don't know that those same people are still interested in it. I think that they, uh, their kind of picture has changed. Their their goals have changed. I I can't think of any local brewery off the top of my head that I just think, oh, this is exactly what they need is a uh, a big production facility and a uh, a kitchen. <laughs> um, Caroline says they need a dozen locations. How many are they up to these days? Five-ish. It depends on how you count it. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Um, I, uh, um, I I think that, uh, I don't know. I, at one point, I pretty close to before um, Moeller ended up getting the space, I had heard that there was some other kind of uh, manufacturing facilities that were looking at it and stuff and just uh, we're going to, uh, liquidate the the equipment. Um, Caroline says Brink, but they really enjoy being college centric. I think at one time in their history, Brink probably would have considered something like that. I don't think that's who they are today, and I don't think that they would. They are are finally getting some solid construction happening on their expansion in College Hill that adds the canning line and some more cold space and all of the things that a production facility would have given them. Um, I, no, I don't, I don't think Brink at all. Um, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Um, but I, I, I can't foresee that happening. Um, but you know, the sky is not falling. Um, the world is not tearing itself apart. I know we talked, um, probably a couple of weeks ago about another local brewery that is for sale. Um, which I also, I did definitely confirm that one, uh, over the last, uh, the last uh, week since we talked last. Um, but this is not, this is not a bubble. This is not, um, craft beer collapsing upon itself. This is, this is just things adjusting and things, um, uh, settling in, I think is the, the better way that I would, I would, I would put it. Um, there is plenty of room for great breweries in the city, but every great brewery that opens up leaves less room for not great breweries. And I think that people have to keep that in mind as they are making that decision to either open a place or move into a city like Cincinnati. Uh, a lot of people voting for Fibonacci to, uh, to take it over. Um, I, I would definitely support that, <laughs> but, uh, but no, <laughs> That would definitely um, not um, be the one. Uh, <coughs> anonymous text message just came in. Actually, an anonymous uh, Facebook message from somebody um, wanting to know what the brewery for sale is. Somebody hasn't been listening to the show every week. Um, I mean, I can say it again. I already said it on this show, but... Um, I also, when I confirmed it over the last week... Uh, the shocked look on on the uh, owner's face uh, made me feel kind of bad about it. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm not really like out there blowing it up, and I have no intention of blowing it up right now." But uh, I just wanted to confirm. 
Uh, let's see. Ron says our local tight knit industry are now real estate moguls. <laughs> uh, Jeremy says the name was fitting for the location, but that was pretty much about it. It was, but then it also like, it just didn't feel enough like a, a, a barn. Like when you go to Maria Stein and you walk up to Moeller brew barn, it just makes sense. It's a, it's a barn. When you walked up to Monroe, it just still felt like Rivertown. And even Rivertown, I don't think had enough kind of personality in Monroe that it needed. I, I, you know, I think that if you're gonna, if you're gonna take one of those brands, you have to do something with it as you as you grow and kind of expand. A big box uh, in a field just isn't going to uh, uh, to cut it for for people. <laughs> Uh, the anonymous uh, texter uh, says that they are trying to watch me and football at the same time. I can't watch this game tonight. Um, I recognize that if I was watching Monday Night Football, uh, the uh, the team that I probably should root for to win is also the team that I just can't bring myself to ever root for. So I'm just not going to watch it. That's I say that now, but as soon as I finish, I'm probably going to flip it on just to see what's happening. But um, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to like it. <laughs> uh, Nate says, uh, "Street Side North." You know, um, I I would say that that could be a possibility. Again, kind of in their history at different points in time, I could say maybe they would explore that. But um, especially after talking to them last week for uh, the Brewcast. Um, I, I just, I don't think that they're looking for expansion in that way. I don't, I don't think many places are a uh, production facility just isn't the right way to do it right now. <laughs> Justin says that old Rivertown had all the personality. Uh, yes. So, um, and, and old Rivertown. So in Lockland, the personality was not, um, uh, w- was not built in, and I will comment on the last one there that Justin said, um, it was not built to be kind of a, uh, a, a brewery where people came in. Honestly, it was a production facility. And then over time, because the taproom all changed and people were allowed in there, it, it developed that personality naturally. Uh, that is very different than moving into something that is an expansion or something new. Um, you can't just recreate that same thing. Uh, it has to either develop naturally over time, or you have to be really, really smart about what that place looks like and feels like. Uh, Justin says that I don't think Garrett would do that to himself. Um, I agree. I I don't think that he would. He would have uh, all kinds of um, <laughs> flashbacks. Oh, here we go. Karen says that they do still have it, just a different location now. Um, I would agree. I would agree partially to that. Uh, Wooden Cask, uh, which is what Karen is referring to, uh, Karen and her husband Randy um, own Wooden Cask down in Newport. And if you guys don't know the full story there, when Rivertown opened, there were two owners. It was Randy and Jason. There's a, you know, the, the family split up at one point. <laughs> Um, but, um, I, I think that wind cask definitely has personality and there are flashes in there that remind me of Rivertown, but not 
not in the experience of it. It's definitely more of things on the beer side that remind me of kind of early Rivertown. Um, but uh, the space itself is uh, leaps and bounds over what Rivertown ever had in some regards. There is still something that uh, the nostalgic side of me uh, misses about kind of that old Rivertown space, the the hot, sweaty, um, uh, no air conditioning, loud, uncomfortable space. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that was kind of fun. The uh, weird, uneven, you know, tap room and just you know, everything, everything about it was, it, it was, it had that personality because it had to. <laughs> and I, I, I did kind of like that. Um, Caroline says North side, West side. <laughs> uh, I, again, uh, West side, I don't think is looking for an expansion in that way. We saw it with this, this move with Gilligan's and stuff. Um, it's a very different type of expansion. It's not, it's not a production facility. I just, I don't think anybody is leaning that way. Um, at any time in the near future, I would, I, it wouldn't surprise me if another brewery took it over or moved in, that it would be somebody else from out of town is my guess. Um, and Justin says that was my favorite part. Granted, I was working, but yeah, it uh, it it made it special. Uh, Richard says, but the beer was great at Monroe. Not so much. The beer was different. The beer went through definitely several different personalities over the years. Um, you know, at the beginning, um, there was this this really kind of strange mix. You had that lambic that was it was a great beer. Um, especially those first couple bottles that were released were just really, really good. Then you had, um, at the time, the beers that we kind of expected from a Cincinnati brewery, you know, the Dunkel and the Hellas and things like that. Um, over time, that kind of shifted into, obviously, the pumpkin and the winter ale and things like that that, that, that we still kind of we miss. Um, but then even after the... Uh, um, the split up of ownership. Like there was, there was a period there where uh, there were some fun things coming out of Lockland. Once it shifted to Monroe, uh, there were still, there were a couple good beers that came out of there. Um, I liked the, uh, um, I liked the, the lager that they did. Um, and they did a, they did a really good uh, Pilsner at one point uh, called Controlla. Um, hot bomber was good. There was, there were, there were good Rivertown beers all throughout its lifespan. Um, Marco says that the brew barn space is way too much production space for most small breweries today. They struggle to understand how to scale that equipment that when you do, you have to move the beer. That is 100% true. Um, I, there are still some places that are contracting with other uh, breweries that maybe, uh, are in need of a little bit of production space. But the key to that sentence is a little bit of production space. I don't, I don't think many people are looking for this much. Uh, Nate says that Rivertown also failed because they tried to create uh, Banks Moreline experience in Monroe. Gotcha. They should have kept a brewery first experience with a walk-up window food experience. I... <sighs> I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that the uh, the sit-down food experience could have worked. Um, uh, yeah, but I you might be right that it would have been more successful with a walk-up window, especially when you're talking barbecue. Um, I don't think 
that needs to be a full kind of sit down uh, restaurant experience. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, it's hard to kind of uh, look back and say, oh, if they had done this, they would have been successful. Or if they had done this, they would have been successful. I think the biggest thing that sunk them was uh, that they moved into Monroe anticipating a lot of production that didn't come for uh, various reasons that uh, we don't really need to uh, dwell on too much. Um, but I think uh, probably the same reason that, uh, that, that Mueller failed is that they uh, thought they were going to be bigger than, and, and by bigger, they, they thought they were going to have more beer coming out of their brewery than they ever actually did. Um, I think that is what, uh, that's what has sunk uh, both of them, in my opinion. Justin says, I wish I still had the groundbreaking picture. Um, I, I've, I've got pictures from the groundbreaking somewhere. I'd have to dig them out. Um, it was a fun day. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's pretty much all I have. I mean, I have a couple other stories that I was going to talk about. Uh, Oberon going, going kind of year round, but uh, it doesn't seem like that fits into this episode when we're talking about something like this. And plus we're already kind of, we're, we're at 40 minutes. So. Um, that's probably about time to wrap up a show, right? We've got to try to keep it uh, lean and mean, right? <laughs> but we'll be back next week. And uh, there is a new brewcast this week. If you haven't listened to it, uh, go and listen to it because it was with uh, Streetside, um, who we uh, we mentioned a couple times in this episode. Um, and uh, I will have uh, more video content from the brewcast coming kind of uh, throughout the week. Uh as soon as I get time to sit down and edit, um, but it's almost done. <laughs> and then um, uh, I already recorded next week's episode also. So that one will definitely be up on Monday. And on top of that, we're recording an episode live from Saunders Oktoberfest on Saturday. And I'm, how am I not going to record when I'm uh, down at Big Sis on Friday? So there's just going to be all kinds of brewcasts that are uh, cranking out over the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully we can keep this habit going uh, strong. Um, uh, a couple other shows that are in planning too. There's, there's some fun stuff. Um, I'm going to get that uh, uh, Drinking with the Gnome episode finished also. I um, still don't really know what it's going to sound like and how I'm going to, I'm going to finagle it, but uh, we'll get it. We'll get that episode done and you guys will have that too. So lots of things to listen to. Hopefully lots of things to watch over the, uh, the coming um uh, the coming weeks too over on uh, the gnarly gnome over on uh, YouTube. And Justin says, I'll be whispering, whispering beard, getting hit by golf carts. Come say hi. Um, if you get hit by golf carts, get it on video and I will post it on, uh, on YouTube. And then that's two birds with one stone. You can do your thing and I can get, uh, I can get fun content of you getting it hit by a golf cart, which would probably be good to watch. It'd be fun. <laughs> Uh, Greg says, keep it going, need something to listen to. I try. I do always try to create content and keep it coming out there, but uh, there are some weeks where it is really, really tough. Um, I'm trying to figure out new ways to kind of uh, force the habit, I guess. But uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, it's easier than others. Ken says, uh, good, good stuff. Enjoyed my first listen. Well, thank you. Uh, tell all your friends. Uh, this is... Uh, every Monday around 9.30. Um, and then um, the video obviously lives 
after that um, over on the YouTube channel and on Facebook. I don't really know how you find things like that on Facebook, but it's on there somewhere after the live show. Or you can subscribe on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Just look for the Weekly Pint and uh, and, and you'll see it. Um, or there's probably links to that on the website too. There's links to everything on the website. That's the whole point of the website. It's the home of everything. It's the hub. The, uh, the hub of everything gnome. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, Fair State Co-op Fest Beer. Um, I have not tried that one yet, I don't think. I could be wrong. Maybe I did try that somewhere. Um, I've had a lot of a lot of Oktoberfest. I finally got my hands on, um, not to spoil next week's episode, but I drank uh, Lebanon Brewing Company's Oktoberfest finally because last year, by the time I got out there to grab it, which was not that far after they tapped it, they had already gone through it all. Everybody drank it all. Um, so they put it on tap today, and I was there today, so I drank it today. <laughs> and it was good. Um, so, um, we'll be back next week. Um, I, uh, I appreciate you guys, you guys, I, I appreciate you guys all hanging out and, uh, having a beer with me and, uh, and listening. Um, if you like this show, if you like any of my shows or my things, uh, you can always support by going to the gnarly slash support. Um, but, uh, I recognize not everybody has money to throw around. The biggest thing that you can do that is free to support this show and any of the shows is just share them like just a quick little share on Facebook or uh, I guess Instagram. Can you share things on Instagram like that? I don't know. Um, or, uh, X, uh, the old, uh, the old Twitter machine, um, share it. Just uh, tell somebody that you think would like the show and that does help. Uh, that helps immensely. So, um, it's free. And I, uh, I appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. Um, until then, uh, cheers, everybody, and uh, uh, enjoy drinking your Oktoberfest beers. Uh, we're getting close to the end of round one, and then it's going to go real fast, and we'll have a fun, um, fun event. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for lots of more details. We'll see you guys. Cheers, everybody. didn't even mention beer booze and bonks tickets are on sale right now go to the gnarly slash tickets to buy yours uh, and actually i'm gonna work on getting some fun discounts that uh you can find ways to get to so uh i mean buy them now if you want to but maybe wait like a like a week and i'll have something for you <laughs> cheers everybody 